The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow. 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 Fear is only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gonz as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Crime News Talk. You're listening to Canary Crime News Talk. Today is April 22nd, 2020, episode 189, and this week, Hacking Bill and Star Signs. My name is Basil, and with me, I have a very special guest on today's show. Gons is uh, uh, one of our very special uh, essential employees, is taking a personal day today, Um, but in his place, we have... The one and the only Sam Swanson. What's going on, buddy? Hey, buddy. Good to be with you. It's been a while. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for making some time to stand in for Gons here. And for those who uh, those who are old school listeners, know that Sam is one of the co-hosts of the the now retired wonderful podcast God's Property Radio. Uh, you guys were getting started just about the same time we were. Um, and you've since then moved on to bigger and brighter things. <laughs> I guess you could say that. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think we started a year after you guys. You guys were definitely like an integral part of like the influential uh, space of which we created uh, what we were doing. So thanks for what you did. Yeah, you bet. And now you're doing a lot of music stuff. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you got. Yeah, yes. So um, a few years ago, like long story short, um, I, uh, I I switched my occupation uh, for which I used to manage a campground and um, just got back into playing music. And I kind of over the last three years have uh, become a full time cover musician, um, formed a cover band uh, with some some members out here in upstate New York, uh, one of which is the drummer of a bunch of Christian uh, bands on Tooth and Nail Records, Jesse Sprinkle. And uh, so we put out a cover record and i've been doing tons of solo gigs and then on on the other end i've been kind of honing in on my more spiritual stuff uh with slave to servant and uh have an album in the works that's being mixed by james paul wisner um full band album james paul wisner did like like dashboard confessional and paramore and under oath that so uh yeah i got a 12 song full length that's going to be coming out relatively soon hopefully by the end of 2020 and uh been working on a lot of other things with that but yeah i have a website slave to servant.com which you have to spell two as in t-w-o but yeah. uh you can check out check that out if you want all right love it and now you're moonlighting as a uh, fringe uh news broadcaster we love it and um just as a little a little update for everybody here this particular episode is not being live streamed we we were doing so good on all the live streams, uh, but we ha- were having some technical difficulties, and we just decided we'll just record it old school um, and put it out there anyhow. But I assure everybody that when the technical difficulties get uh, uh, remedied, we'll be back live because that's that's where we've we've really started to thrive, Sam. This live broadcasting—it's the future. Well, I, I will tell you, I've, I've done some live broadcasts uh, for just where I live for music of, of covers and definitely helped uh, pay some bills off that. So There you know, we go. 
It's the way to go, man. All right. So that being said, we're going to jump right into the show here. It's time to start out with a Flippy Update. Flippy Update. Do you want fries with that? And for those who don't know, Sam, Flippy is our colloquial name (laughs) for the disembodied robot arm that is taking over our jobs, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. Uh, You know, a lot of people scoff at the Flippy updates, but it's through examining the, uh, the, the robot's um, encroachment into our everyday lives that we are beginning to see some very, um, very important uh, things happening to track how the new technocracy in the new world order mm. will look. So I'm coming from uh, ScienceDaily.com right now, and the headline, well, it's a, it's actually a, uh, um, what do you call it? It's a, it's a science journal, so this is like a, a paper somebody wrote, but it's titled New Scavenger Technology Allows Robots to Eat Metal for Energy. Ugh. When electronics need their own power sources, there are two basic options, batteries and harvesters. Batteries store energy internally but are therefore heavy and have a limited supply. Harvesters, such as solar panels, collect energy from their environments. This gets around some of the downsides of batteries but introduces new ones in that they can only operate in certain conditions and can't turn that energy into useful power very quickly. New research from the University of Pennsylvania School of Engineering and Applied Science is bridging the gap between these two fundamental technologies for the first time in the form of a, quote, metal air scavenger that gets the best of both worlds. This metal air scavenger works like a battery in that it provides power by repeatedly breaking and forming a series of chemical bonds, but it also works like a harvester in that power is supplied uh, by energy in its environment, specifically the chemical bonds in metal and air surrounding the metal air scavenger. The result is a power source that has 10 times more power density than the best energy harvesters and 13 times more energy density than lithium ion batteries. In the long term, this type of energy source could be the basis for a new paradigm in robotics where machines keep themselves powered by seeking out and eating metal, breaking down its chemical bonds for energy like humans do with food. In the near term, this technology is already powering a pair of spin-off companies, etc., etc., etc. So, Sam, this is very worrying to me. Not only do we have robots making their way into our restaurants in the form of Flippy, into our homes in the form of Roomba and all sorts of other home-based robots, not to mention manufacturing and uh, also eventually, you know, self-driving cars, but now. These cars are just going to be able to roam around and eat whatever metal they need to uh, to survive. This this whole idea of a self-sustaining robotics system, this is step one into Skynet, baby. Sam, are you as afraid as I am? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, you, you see it all the time, uh, just dr- jobs shrinking because of technology, but this would definitely ramp that up hard. So. Yeah. Um, and you always think, you know, it, it, when you uh, when you talk about, you know, robots taking over the world, like we do a lot, the the one of the the main arguments I get against that is, oh, you just hit the off button or wait till they run out of batteries. 
Well, if you have robots that are programmed to seek out metal and eat it and potentially run forever, uh, that's right. it's 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 too much power, man. Now, did I hear did I hear you correctly or incorrectly that it was saying that uh, where are they getting that metal? Where's that metal? Where are they seeking it out to? Is it in the atmosphere? Is it is it physically? They scavenge present? it. Yeah, so they can just find it anywhere so, on the on the road, whatever. Oh my, yeah. Okay. I know. So there you go. They're going to be eating, they, they're going to end up eating each other. We're going to have cannibalistic robots fighting for who's, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the fittest, the fittest robot to survive. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. I, I've listened to a lot of your broadcasts and it seems more than ever now that we're on this lockdown for a perfectly opportune time while the economy is crashing and for j just jobs to shrink because there's going to be a ton of jobs that just nobody's going to be able to go back to. Right. So it's, it, it is a very opportune time to have stuff like the technological takeover of, of different jobs and whatnot. So yeah. it's very interesting. And you know, something we didn't mention at the top of the show, this is uh, we're out here on earth day. Welcome to earth oh, yeah. day, everybody 50 year uh, uh, anniversary of earth day. Um, you know, uh, instigating the uh, new world order under the guise of uh, environmentalism and uh, we love it we're here and what a great day to talk about metal eating robots on earth day you know reduce cycle yeah, exactly <laughs> reduce reuse recycle <laughs> these robots are really yes they're using every part of the buffalo um, so as, uh, as, so there you go. That's the flippy update. Uh, we'll keep you posted on this, this cannibalistic robot movement. Um, you know, flippy can, uh, uh, flip some burgers and then when he gets tired, just eat his own spatula and keep going. Um, but <laughs> let's get into just some very slight COVID news. I got to say, I'm very happy as far as the news cycle is concerned. There's been a lot of, um, you know, it, 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 there's still a lot of Corona news, a lot of COVID news, but there's some other news sneaking in there. So we actually have some other stuff to look at. Um, but first, we'll do a little update on COVID. First of all, I'm on express.co.uk, and there's an article titled Nostradamus 2020, Bizarre Claim, Nostradamus Warned Us of uh, Coronavirus and Plague. I'll just get... This is... There we go. Uh, thank you, Soundboard. We, um, we're just going to give a little update here. And this article reads, Nostradamus penned his supposed predictions in the form of a four-lined four poems called Quatrains, which were compiled in the 1555 book Les Prophetiers. As the coronavirus has infected more than 2.49 million people since November, many have looked to the mystic's quatrains for answers. One Twitter user in particular claims to have found mention of the coronavirus in a packet, uh, passage attributed to Nostradamus. The Twitter user under the handle of at poetryhive said hashtag COVID-19 is a prophecy captured by Nostradamus, stargazer Anis Karim in the year 1246, and Da Vinci Parthius. Uh, then they got some screenshots there, but it says Nostradamus wrote in the year 1551 that, quote, there will be a twin year, 2020, from which will rise a queen, Corona. Hmm. 
and will mm-hmm. spread a plague virus in the darkness of night in a country with seven hills, uh, Italy, apparently, and will transform the twilight of men into dust, death, to destroy and ruin the world. Um, yep, and uh, you, you noticed in there I was inserting the interpretation from the tweeter. Uh, but what do you think, Sam? Are you a Nostradamus head? Do you do you buy into this guy? Well, I got to tell you, I just I base everything off of, of facts, and so I was at Snopes, and they said false. So, um. <laughs> well, if Snopes says it, <laughs> it's got to be true. That's uh, funny. Yeah, you know, when it comes to Nostradamus, I mean, people, everything that happens, uh, you know, his his writings are sufficiently vague that uh, you can kind of figure out whatever. You can fit whatever you want into there. But, you know, people who follow that guy, they they, they read it. I'm not sure how Queen is interpreted as coronavirus uh, or corona at all. Oh, I guess other, crown means crown. Crown virus, right. Exactly, okay. yeah. All right. Okay. I'll buy it. So not much else to say about that. Just making sure everybody yeah. knows Nostradamus called it. Yeah, because, you know, you left a lot of wiggle room so you could kind of interpret. Yeah. There you go. Everybody else interpret. Uh, speaking of uh, mystics and uh, all sorts of signs, um, why don't you tell us about some uh, Astrology 2020, baby? A new world order can emerge. Yeah, uh, well, Ed, there's an article here, uh, The Astrology of 2020, Shedding the Past to Make Room for a revolution, Revolutionary New Age uh, by Juliana McCarthy. Um, it says in G- January 1st, 2020, uh, this was back, you know, in the first of the year. Uh, astrologically, 2020 is one of the most significant life-changing years in the human history. Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto will form conjunctions in Capricorn for the first time in nearly thousands of years, beginning a whole new age in humanity. This year presents profound shifts as the planets insist that we release outworn paradigms and beliefs, making room for an age of greater freedom, high-mindedness, truth, and egalitarianism. Uh, and then it goes into talking a lot about the different planets. Uh, interesting to note uh, at the bottom, of, or kind of midway through the article, it talks about key transits of 2020. Uh, so let's see. It says uh, Saturn-Pluto conjunctions from about once every 38 years, marking a powerful moment in our collective rebirth. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, representing systems, societies, and governments. So the Saturn-Pluto conjunction is particularly potent in this sign, sparking karmic explosions and massive restructuring in our, all our lives and the collective sphere. Uh, circumstances are arising to force us to work through and liberate from anything oppressive that's still holding us back, whether it's emotional patterns, addictions, or a culture that we've inherited. Uh, throughout the rest of 2020, we will experience the multiple conjunctions between Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter, helping us purify outmodeled beliefs in our uh, in order to establish new shared idea- ideologies. Uh, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction on January 12th marks what many astrologers are calling the paradigm shift, beginning a new age in humanity. The last time even Saturn and Pluto conjoined in the sign of Capricorn was 1517 to 18. 
uh, beginning the Protestant Reformation when Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses uh, to the door of the church in his village where he served as a priest. So Mm. that's kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, and just so everybody knows, of course, we're not uh, big uh, astrology buffs here on this show. But one of the main things to keep in mind and why it's important to, uh, you know, uh, know what these astrology people are thinking is because we know that uh, many of the elites of the New World Order, as well as sort of a a quintessential um, occult uh, thing to pay attention to, you know, over the years, it's been, uh, uh, analyzed that the occult and the new world order and a lot of these big events, um, will be planned around certain astrological, uh, events. Now it's funny because, you know, a lot of things, uh, you know, if you take a conspiratorial worldview and you're the type of person who doesn't believe the, the, the official story on everything, you know, they'll want to say, well, you know, this happened uh, because these two planets were lined up when probably in, in more reality, uh, these, you know, certain things happen in history because people like to line them up with astrological uh, events. And we know right. that uh, 2020 uh, in general, personally, I did not see the coronavirus coming, but we know that all the control mechanisms that are being being put into place right now, uh, it's very easy to uh, see a connection between them instigating this plan and lining it up with uh, with some astrological signs. So yes. there, you, so there you go. We keep an eye on that because it gives us a little bit of an insight into uh, when you know the next phases of the plans will be taking place. Right, and it it does go on to say it says Luther's intention was to peel away corruption from a monopolized power by showing that we could look to the Bible, not the Pope, as our ultimate governing force, and that we each have individual power to read and interpret Scripture, not just Catholic priests. Now we're moving into a similar time of individual liberation when we're unshackling from steep hierarchy and oppression, finding access to our own wisdom and connections to the divine without patriarchal intervention from any organized religion or abusive leader. Yeah, that so dang patriarchy. Very Beatlesy, you know? Very, <laughs> Beatles-y. Uh, I mean, just, you know, uh, yeah. very, very let it be. No, totally. Uh, you know, and it's funny because they uh, they talk about how this is a, a, a in, you know, a, an amazing time when the world is going to change and we're moving into a new age. I'm pretty sure we've been uh, moving into a new age every year since, you know, 1969 or something. Every, you know, right. there's all sorts of new years. We've had about 50 uh, new ages come by, you know, since the beginning there. Um, yeah. Oh, it's always interesting how they, they end the articles, too, because uh, it says uh, it says that, uh, let's see, if, if you suffer, I suffer. If I have wealth or power, I share wealth or power. It's time to unite from a place of compassion, penetrating intelligence and wisdom and trust in ourselves. We can Ooh. do this together. Together, 
Anything is possible, man. Yes, just believe so. in yourself. Everything is magical. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, speaking of which, <laughs> let's uh, w- let's dip a little bit deeper into some Corona action. Um, why Do don't? Why? Let's see. D d d d. Yeah, I'll just hit this. Here we go. Um. Christopher. Cast nine. That's right. This uh, comes from KUNC.org. CRISPR and spit might be keys to faster, cheaper, easier tests for the coronavirus. Being able to test for coronavirus infections is a critical component to reopening society even a little bit after the initial wave of COVID-19. So there is an urgent need for faster, cheaper tests than the ones available at present. Uh, One approach to the next generation of tests is being developed by the University of California, San Francisco Medical School and Mammoth Biosciences. In a paper released on Thursday in the journal Nature Biotechnology, researchers describe a test based on a new technology known as CRISPR. I don't know if they're still calling CRISPR a new technology. Come on, guys. CRISPR systems have been widely used by researchers to modify the genetic material in living cells. In this case, a system known as CRISPR-Cas12 is used to recognize genetic signatures of the coronavirus that causes COVID-19 and then make cuts in it to release a fluorescent molecule that will show whether the virus is present. Like the test developed by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, this CRISPR-based test can run multiple samples at once. And while the CDC version delivers answers in hours, the test from UCSF and Mammoth Biosciences is faster, providing results in 30 to 45 minutes. The test, it's, uh, the test is self-contained, so it doesn't require sophisticated, expensive equipment that is used in other tests for the virus. Quote, I can run it now myself at home, explains Dr. Charles Chu, a professor of laboratory medicines at UCSF and co-lead developer of the new test. Although he notes it does require some expertise to conduct it, he says he and his colleagues hope to submit the current version of their test next week for FDA approval. But it probably won't be the final iteration. Quote, what we really want to develop is something like a handheld pocket-sized device Uh, using disposable cartridges, says Chu, something that could even be used by non-experts as a home-based test. Chu is uh, confident such tests could be manufactured at scale that would be widely available. Other labs, including two at the Broad Institute in Cambridge, Massachusetts, are also working on CRISPR-based diagnostic tests. Sarah Sawyer, a virologist at the University of Colorado, is trying to go one step further in the testing world. She's trying to develop a low-cost test people could use at home uh, that would reveal whether they are infected days before they show any symptoms. Quote, for two years, we've been working on trying to develop a diagnostic that can pick up on the earliest stages of common respiratory diseases, Sawyer says. Her test doesn't look for the virus itself. Instead, it looks for a response to the virus by the cells of a person who is infected. The idea is that once the cells in the nose and the throat are infected, certain genes are switched on that aren't normally switched on. Sawyer says it's possible to detect those upregulated genes in saliva instead of the nasal swab or coronavirus, uh, sorry, swab other coronavirus tests rely on. 
The question is, can she distinguish the new coronavirus from other viruses? She thinks she can. But do others agree? The answer is maybe, says Benjamin Ten- Tenover, a virologist at Ikan School of Medicine and Mount Sinai in New York City. He says, yes, infection by the virus that causes COVID-19 results in different genes being upregulated compared with flu or other viruses. He's just skeptical the technology exists to be able to detect those differences. Quote, I'd say theoretically it is possible, Tenover says. She's a very smart scientist, and so if she says she can do it, I would give her the benefit of the doubt. Okay, weird thing to say, Tenover, but whatever you say, buddy. Uh... Anyways, there it goes. Uh, the the article finishes talking about how they're starting a company and stuff based around this. But CRISPR, as we all know, the gene editing tool now being used possibly uh, to find coronavirus. Sam, how does that make you feel? Man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Have so you been? It's, f- it's like it's like being able to determine like. Uh, before you get the disease, like um, it almost like it just reminds me of like some of the sci-fi, like in like a movie where like like Minority Report, even though it's a completely different topic, right? Like, you know what I mean? This is like yeah. disease, you know, pre-crime, pre-disease, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah you know, times. and it's it's funky because of course CRISPR being a gene editing tool, you know, we've been tracking the uh, the growth of use and the different uses and the sort of sneaky uses. And of course the, the cloning that happened over in, um, or sorry, the gene editing that was done over in China by uh, Dr. Hay, who got him a prison sentence allegedly. Um, and, you know, getting CRISPR involved in, in so many things, you know, it seems like a dangerous tool to be putting in the hands of, you know, non-experts. Now, here's the thing. I'm all for power to the people. Um, but when you start passing out CRISPR-enabled uh, devices uh, to the public, I, it just seems like a recipe for somebody to have a big whoopsies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's we can, we can all be much. CRISPR scientists now. <laughs> well, if she says she can do it. I know. Uh, yeah. Apparently, this other guy has a lot of uh, she has a lot of faith in this woman. So that's good. Good for her. Um, yeah. You know. And and what this also shows is, you know, as we see new technologies come out that do have legitimate risks and legitimate, uh, you know, ethical concerns, CRISPR being w- one of them uh, in particular. Um, it's always brought out for medical purposes. You know, when it comes to uh, Android technology or, cy- sorry, a- cyborg technology or CRISPR or uh, drones or this or that, you know, they always come out and say, well, this will help people uh, who need medical assistance. That's the biggest thing. When things start coming out, they always say, we're doing it to help people live longer and live better. And of course, as we've seen, that immediately gets swooped up by all sorts of military industrial complex, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, systems. And, you know, it doesn't stop at the medical uses. It's just a nice gateway into uh, accepted use. Right. 
All right. Now, speaking of which, speaking of medical professionals, I think it's time we talk about uh, one of the four horsemen of the technocalypse. That's uh, Mr. Bill Gates. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you think? You want to take a you want to take a stab at this article here? Uh, which I didn't get that link. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Oh yeah. Uh, well, it's here in the doc. I'll I'll start it off. I'll throw you another one. Bill Gates hacked. Coronavirus conspiracy theories rage. Um, this is heavy.com. I will say it did come out on uh, some other more well known sources. There was a Wapo article, um, but. Uh, I didn't want to subscribe to Washington Post, so I didn't get to read the WAPO article. But this is on Heavy.com. Bill Gates has been the target of a variety of unproven or false coronavirus conspiracy theories. You don't say. Many connected to his work on vaccines, his foundation's funding of the World Health Organization, and his interest in global health and pandemics. Now, a new report in the Washington Post. Oh, boom. Good. They took it from the Washington Post. Thanks, Heavy.com, for not making me, you know, for giving me an alternative to paying the Washington Post. Uh, a new report in the Washington Post and various posts on the dark web <laughs> alleged that the Gates Foundation may have been hacked. According to the Washington Post, nearly 25,000 email addresses and passwords that appear to belong to people working at the Gates Foundation, World Health Organization, and National Institute of Health were posted online by, quote, anonymous activists. Now, I was wondering where anonymous had gone. <laughs> they, they're finally getting back to work. Good job. Uh, the Post attributed its research to, oh, when it says the Post, it means the Washington Post, attributed its research to Site Intelligence Group, an organization known for tracking terrorist networks online. Ooh, yikes. Uh, the Gates Foundation told the Post it didn't, quote, currently have an indication of a data breach at the foundation. The newspaper reported that the site intelligence group was not able to definitively verify the email addresses and passwords, but said they were, quote, almost immediately used to foment attempts at attacking uh, at hacking and harassment by far right extremists. Mm. Of course, of course, we got to we got to blame this on the far right extremists uh, <laughs> who have been spreading conspiracy theories about coronavirus. What? Would that be, would that be like QN? Quanonymous instead I'm, of anonymous. <laughs> Quanonymous. Quanonymous. Yeah. Yes, I think Quanonymous is uh, being sort of uh, peripherally referenced here. However, <laughs> others have raised questions about the purported attack. Robert Potter, a cybersecurity expert, wrote on Twitter, quote, the WHO list is genuine, but it appears to be from an earlier attack. Healthcare agencies in particular are traditionally quite bad at cybersecurity. That is true. <laughs> in my experience, I've been told by uh, many uh, tech experty type people uh, wearing all sorts of colors of hats um, that cyber healthcare is particularly bad with their cybersecurity. Uh, Site Intelligence Group's Rita Katz wrote on Twitter on April 24, uh, 21st, prominent neo-Nazi group disseminating allegedly hacked emails from the Gates Foundation and WHO, two partner orgs at front of hashtag coronavirus fight. Data posted first to Chanboard and pasting site. 
And then they give a little link here. Currently investigating. She added, quote, alleged email password lists, which far right attempting to use toward harassment campaign span following orgs and respective unique entries. Wow, that is, that's a hard Twitter thing to read. Um, then it lists uh, the numbers of um, emails and passwords uh, respective to the organization, NIH, HWO, sorry, WHO, CDC, Gates Foundation, and 21 from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. She wrote that, quote, far right, seized on the data with harassment campaign as part of a months-long initiative to weaponize the pandemic. Authenticity of the data still under investigation, but some has been confirmed. The lists of these creds housed on pasting site appear to first be posted to far right frequented 4chan. Unclear data uh, was retrieved, compiled by far right actors, though mm. not out of the question. Wow, she's really hooked on this far right thing, huh? She has to divide and conquer. She's, she's all up in it. You know, that's a good point. That's exactly what's going on here. You know, Anonymous, uh, the group itself, uh, sort of notoriously pan-political or apolitical, as they would probably prefer. Um, I don't know if this is trying to say it was Anonymous or they just keep saying far-right groups. This is... Uh, but not giving any info on the far-right groups. And, of course, referencing 4chan, which is, again, an ace, uh, I almost said asexual, apolitical uh, sort of uh, uh, zone on the Internet. Uh, certainly wouldn't recommend anybody go wandering around there on their own. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so there you go, man. I don't know. We'll see. This, this is not a very widely reported... Um, story right now it's really i could really only find it on wapo and heavy and then a couple other you know i don't know not so um uh, not so uh, reputable sites so you know it's out there but uh, i think they're certainly trying to do their best to hide this information or at least not uh, have it blow up too much but this has been all over facebook today what do you think yeah, I don't know. I mean, just Bill Gates in general is is a is a wild card for me, and just the fact that he is so pro vaccine and doesn't vaccinate his own children is crazy to me. Yeah, um, that is pretty crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it seems like like trying to publish like the weaknesses of things, like giving it this fallibility uh, to be you know a victim. Them, you know what I mean? I don't know. Mm -hmm. it just seems, yeah. The whole thing just kind of seems like a divide and conquer thing to me. I don't know. Uh, totally. I mean, it's. I think that was a, a, a great point when you're talking about trying to seem like a victim. I mean, of course, Bill Gates coming out and suddenly he's a medical expert that everybody, you know, trusts every word coming out of his mouth. And uh, yeah, you know, especially in a time where we're still trying to uh, widen the differences between people in this country. Um, you know, there, we, we didn't have any specific articles, but just to mention it, you know, there's lots of these protests coming out uh, about the unconstitutional nature of a lot of the lockdown measures being taken. Um, and of course, that also, all those reports are 
far-right extremists protest uh, in Virginia or whatever. Right. Um, and it's just, you know, people coming out with their guns. And, of course, you know, I'm not going to say those people are necessarily doing the best they can. They're, uh, you know, the, uh, from the reports I saw, they started by being six feet apart to, you know, kind of still follow the rules, but, you know, be safe and be out there. But everybody ended up clumping up and not wearing right. masks and things like that. It's um, interesting. In some of the, uh, in some of like the addresses that I've heard from like even the, the Trump side of things, like where he's saying this is a war, like, so it, so it's like very right. much like the war on terror, like the war on this, this virus. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're in this state of like, diet martial law you know what i mean (laughs) right no that's totally true and like uh you know our last big national emergency 9 11 um you kind of go through a year of a little bit uh you know heavier responses a little bit of a heavy hand by the government and then after that year you know two things happen you start getting used to it and they loosen up just a bit, but certain things start to stick. That's where we got the TSA that uh, will be with us forever, uh, forever, uh, you know, getting in our personal space and making us feel like the slaves we are. Animal conditioning. Yeah. Um, just to go back to this heavy.com article, yeah. uh, they go really hard into um the the division language let's see heavy has reviewed wait where was i da, 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 da. yep heavy has reviewed list of emails and password attributed to the world health organization wuhan virology lab gates foundation were posted through pastebin um where was that thing? According to Cybersecurity Magazine, one user who purports to have seen hacked information wrote online that, quote, most of the files are related to the Ebola crisis and HIV, not COVID-19, although the information was not verified. Uh, let's see. In addition, other online forums are posting links to email addresses purportedly from Wuhan lab on them. Some people online were making fun of people's passwords with one writing. Looks like a bunch of boomer passwords were used. One, two, three, four, five, six. (laughs) That does not surprise me. Um, And one last note here. Heavy has also reviewed some 4chan threads on which hackers discuss attempting to use the email addresses and passwords. Some of them also contain racist language, including against former President Barack Obama and the use of the N-word. One user wrote on 4chan, quote, I've already done a full scan of the contents. There's nothing here. Uh, Really, I'm going to sleep wrote another email addresses and passwords for Wuhan virology lab leaked valiant anons probing as much as they can. I'm about to jump on my PC and join in one unproven rumor being spread online alleges quote, they've spliced the virus with HIV. So there you go. You got it. Anyways, a lot of the, uh, the four channers and uh, hacker types looking into this i'm sure we're gonna see all sorts of new info come out of this in uh, the coming days or weeks here huh yeah they pulled it the the racism thing too another dividing country yeah so. of course of course so there you go we'll we'll keep an eye out it'll be interesting to see if anything important comes from this but um do you have the assange article over there let 
me see. I'm looking. I'm looking at this list again that you got here. Assange. You know, I didn't. Let me grab that one here. And it will kill. Check it out. Oh, you know what? This isn't an article. This was okay. I'll just do this real quick, um, just as okay. a real. And uh, uh, this was a uh, a list that was posted. Um, now, uh, Julian Assange, as we all know, we've been keeping track of him for a few years now. He was uh, holed up in an embassy for a while and then uh, apprehended um, and was spending some time in confinement. And now an interesting and slightly worrying thing happened. WikiLeak dumps all of their files online. So one thing that's been uh, talked about with Assange he, uh, is that uh, the alleged existence of his dead man switch. Um, and this dead man switch is a, sort of a name for a situation to protect an individual. Uh, with Assange, it's uh, pretty much what's kept him alive this long is that he has a wealth of information and files uh, stored in secret WikiLeaks servers that uh you know, supposedly the elites would not want anybody seeing. And if he passes away or something happens to him um, that, you know, puts him fully out of commission, uh, then the dead man switch triggers and a bunch of files get dumped, uh, get leaked that, you know, supposedly, you know, they wouldn't want leaked. Um, but this is on blacklistednews.com. And basically what they have is an index of files uh, that have all been dumped, ranging back from 1984, um, that uh, are pretty, they seem, I have not dove into these files. I don't know if I want to, but if we have people who are uh, adequately prepared uh, with security measures to look into them, that would be interesting. Um, but there's files named, uh, let's see, we got Afghanistan OEF property list. We've got uh, WikiLeaks spy files. We've got something called Barnes and Noble store management, 2009. Hmm. Uh, Cablegate. Um, Clinton emails. Clinton, yes, Clinton emails are in there. Uh, what is this? Collateral it's murder. It's interesting that it's all January. First, 1984, a lot. Of yeah, they're all they're all 101. dated. 101. Yeah, they're all. This is very nope. interesting. It's like yeah. a it's like a coded dating. Yeah. Um, yeah. Saudi Gov Tech uh, Scientology case supervisor class eight secrets. A couple of files called spy files. Um, so yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that got Bil dumped. Bilderberg meetings. I see at the oh bottom. yeah, Bilderberg meetings. Some FBI pedophile symbols, PDF. Um, yeah, so there you go. A bunch of files got dumped uh, allegedly in response to uh, you know the switching of Assange's dead man switch. I don't know if that means he's actually dead or if some other um, you know uh, some other situation triggered that but that's another thing that uh, we'll be keeping our eye on and seeing what comes out of that yeah it's very tempting to click on that clinton emails file but i know better than to do that <laughs> yeah yeah 
Um, He's are a you... Satanist from one of the Satanist churches here where they sacrifice babies. You are aware of uh, Abramovich, Marina Abramovich, right? I actually am not. I'm really sorry about that. Oh, my goodness. No, that's update okay. Me. Update me. Okay, yes, gives me a reason to update you. So Marina uh, Abramovich, listeners will know, is a, uh, um, a, a well, s- supposedly a an artist, a performance artist, uh, mainly over there in uh, Europe. Oh, yes, I know who she is. She's the one that did the, the spirit food or whatever Yes, it was. spirit yeah, cooking. Yeah, She's the yeah, spirit yeah, cooking yeah. lady. Um, lots of really weird See, occult stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of connected to Pizzagate, that whole thing. Well, in especially recent years, Marina Abramovich, there's been uh, many uh, conspiracy theories circling around her. And if you look up just her name, Marina Abramovich, you'll see a ton of pictures that are very spooky, very occult, lots of symbolism, uh, lots, of, lots of satanic stuff. Well, here we are in the New York Times. Marina Abramovich just wants conspiracy theorists to let her be. Mm. Quote, I'm an artist, not a Satanist, the performance artist said after an online outcry prompted Microsoft to take down a video of her. It's not the first time she's faced the accusation. So recently, Microsoft put out a commercial uh, for their VR systems um, where Marina Abramovich was uh, highlighted and she was doing some performance art using VR and is, of course, a little spooky. And this was a funny video that came out. It was like a week or two ago. We reported on it at the time. Uh, Microsoft actually had to take down the commercial uh, almost immediately because it got uh, you know millions of views. Twenty at the time when we saw it, it had twenty four thousand thumbs down and uh, like like four hundred thumbs up or something. So wow. p- people were totally onto her. And uh, they were not letting Microsoft get away with uh, using her to, you know, uh, publicize their VR thing. And that, um, that reminds me of uh, uh, remember that Miley Cyrus video that got taken down for like the same thing. Like it was like that tongue-tied like remix. It was like really satanic. Like no, like, I don't remember that. Yeah, you can't even find it. Like last I checked, you can't even find it online. That's so, so funny. Yeah, you know, the truth is getting out there far and wide. And uh, when when a company, and especially because it was Microsoft and, of course, the connection to Bill Gates and the whole coronavirus thing happening, people are were so turned on to this and uh, shut it down. They took it down after like a day or two. Yeah. Um, but the article reads here. On April 10th, Microsoft... Uh, oh, yeah, they, they tell us about it here. On April 10th, Microsoft uploaded a film to its YouTube account about Marina Abramovich, the Serbian performance artist known for pushing her body to the limit. As mm. uh, Mrs. Abramovich's work can be violent, sometimes bloody, but the Microsoft video was more innocuous. It was focused on, quote, the life which in which uh, museum goers wear special headsets so that Mrs. Abramovich seems to appear before them. The video was essentially some PR fluff for the tech company's role in the artwork, which is scheduled to be auctioned by Christie's in October. But in one corner of the internet, it was seen as something else entirely, evidence of a Satanist conspiracy. 
one corner of the internet. Uh, soon after the film appeared, it was being discussed in those terms on Reddit and other social media platforms. An article on the conspiracy theory website InfoWars accused Microsoft of working with a witch and black magic performer and a Luciferian individual. <laughs> <laughs> Luciferian individual is sort of the most clinical term for talking about people like Marina uh, Abramovich. As the online clamor escalated, the YouTube click uh, racked up more than 24,000 dislikes. Microsoft took it down on April 14th, so four days there. Quote, we recognize that our association with this project served as a catalyst for online attacks, a Microsoft spokeswoman said in an email. Ms. Abramovich said in a telephone interview that she was not consulted before Microsoft took the video down, adding that she had rarely spoken about her treatment by conspiracy theorists because she did not want to encourage them. She is breaking that silence now, she said, because she is fed up. Wow, dun, dun, dun. and they've got a picture of uh, the spirit cooking here. And uh, quote, I need to open my heart, Miss Abramovich said. Quote, I really want to ask these people, can you stop with this? Can you stop harassing me? Can't you see that this is just the art I've been doing for 50 years of my life? The conspiracy theory goes back to October 2016 when WikiLeaks released hacked emails from the account of John Podesta, then the chairman of Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. The emails included one from Ms. Abramovich, in which she discussed Mr. Podesta's invitation to spirit cooking dinner at her home. Some internet users saw this as evidence that tied Ms. Abramovich to a wider conspiracy known as hashtag Pizzagate, in which Mr. Podesta was said to be involved in a child trafficking ring run out of a pizza parlor. Ms. Abramovich said the, quote, spirit cooking dinner, which had the same name as a book and a performance in which she painted absurd recipes in blood on the walls of an Italian art gallery, actually involved her cooking a few simple dishes for about 20 people who had donated to her art institute. Quote, we had lots of fun, she said. Uh, quote, there was no human blood or baby serving or sex orgies, end quote. So when the conspiracy theories started popping up, Miss Abramovich said she thought it was, quote, just insane. I'm an artist, not a Satanist, she said, as if those things are uh, mutually exclusive. Miss Abramovich said she expected the rumors to last a few weeks at most, then disappear. Four years later, they haven't. Since then, Miss Abramovich has uh, received many email death threats, sometimes three a day, she says. The organizers of some of her shows had also received threats, she said, including the Royal Academy in London, where she is scheduled to have a retrospective this year, and the Bavarian State Opera in Munich, where she is hoping to stage a new opera. On the same day Microsoft released its video, a group of conspiracy-minded filmmakers uploaded a 78-minute film to YouTube called out of shadows which we uh, mentioned a few episodes back which resurfaced all the old claims about miss abramovich and also suggested that she had used mind control techniques on lady gaga the pop star that video has since been viewed more than nine million times wow out of shadows have you seen out of shadows yet no i haven't but actually it's interesting that you said that uh, the whoever did the lady gaga videos did that miley cyrus 
Christmas video. Oh, it's, really? It same, same. It was really eerie. It was, it was crazy. Oh, interesting. Wow. Um, let's to see. melt those babies into candles. Miss Abramovich said she was most hurt by how the conspiracy theorists took images from her work and twisted the meaning to bolster their case. Okay. Among those images, she said, was a picture of her sitting on a pile of bloody cow bones. The image was from Balkan Baroque, a work that Miss Abramovich performed at the 1997 Venice Biennale, uh, where she won the Golden Lion for Best Artist. In that piece, she spent five days in a sweltering Venice basement trying in vain to scrub the bones clean. It was a comment on the Balkan Wars of the 1990s Miss Abramovich said, and now uh, and how, once blood is spilled, you can't wash it off your hands. How can this be satanic? She said. Tell me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Another image used repeatedly to show Miss Abramovich holding a bloody ram's head. This photograph was taken from a 2014 photo shoot for Vogue magazine's Ukraine edition, and uh, was intended as a comment on that country's war. She said. This one did, quote, look like something out of a satanic movie, she said with a laugh, but that was clearly not the intention. Oh, that's Con super clear in that picture. Yeah. Super clear. I mean, it's pretty much the most <laughs> satanic picture I've seen. But she, okay. looks, she looks like Anton LaVey in that picture. Like She does. Very what? Anton LaVey. I believe, I don't have it in front of me, but I think she's wearing like red leather or something and holding it, a bloody ram head. It's right below that, that what you're reading. Oh, so. They got it down there. Good. Um, conspiracy theorists have even e have even used some of Miss Abramovich's oldest, most renowned works to bolster their case, including one in which she laid down in a flaming five-pointed star and another where she carved that shape into her stomach. Clearly not satanic. <laughs> Ms. Abramovich said the stars were meant to uh, invoke a communist symbol. Uh, yada, yada, yada. So the article goes on and... Uh, it's just sacred geometry, that's all. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's just, just patterns, man. I know. And the, the, the article goes on and really kind of goes uh, piece by piece, points out a bunch of her other, I mean, pretty satanic pieces and uh, tries to say why they're not satanic. So here's the point, folks. Marina Abramovich just wants you to let her be. Just leave her alone. She's an artist, not a Satanist. She works hard for the money. She really does. And the problem is, as far as the art's concerned, I don't even understand how she would be so popular. I mean... If she wasn't, uh, you know, in some sort of satanic cabal, uh, you know, connected with pedophile rings, I don't know how this, how she would make a living with this art, especially since it's performance art. I mean, how do you even sell that stuff? Um, so there you go. It's it's funny uh, hearing her, uh, you know, come out and try to defend. Def I, I I just don't get it. It's like she's trying to the, her saying she's not a satanist is is just mind-boggling to me i mean well, it talks about how she was sorry later and it she says that uh she considered uh suing alex jones yeah well we've uh, all considered that here and there <laughs> <laughs> um and yet here's here's something to consider now 
we've discussed in the past, uh, and I think it's important for our listeners and people in general to know the difference between Satanists, uh, Satanism, Luciferianism, and then uh, a separate consideration. Um, you know, there's the Church of Satan and then the Satanic Temple. Like and, Set and stuff, right? You're talking about like the the Church of Set, like the well, one that- yeah, well, yeah, that would be in addition. And there's a lot of different. They're all different things. You know, we we tend to think about Satanism as one sort of big thing, and in a in sort of a broader philosophical scope, certainly a lot of things could fit into what the idea of Satanism is. <clears throat> but. Uh, it's important to note that Luciferianism is different from the worship of Satan. Now, of course, in a in a broad uh, sort of Christian spiritual worldview, they they the difference between them doesn't matter much. But right. uh, when it comes to the people actually practicing these things, Luciferianism is different from Satanism, which is different from uh, you know the Church of Satan is different from the Satanic Temple. Uh, you know, one claims to be more of like an art piece. The other one claims to actually worship Satan. And Luciferianism is an entirely different thing altogether. And, yeah. I, I, you know, it's not unusual to hear these things uh, spoken of interchangeably. Um, but when it comes to uh, this uh, Marina Abramovich specifically saying, I'm an artist, not a Satanist, well, then in another part of the article talks about her being accused of being a Luciferian individual. Um, and the point being is, you know, it, look, if she is, if she does worship the devil in one way or another, it would be legitimate for her to say, I'm not a Satanist. She could technically say that without lying uh, if, you know, lying was something she was concerned about. Um, you know, because she could still be a Luciferian, or she could still be a member of the the Church of Satan or the Satanic Temple, um, and and these are the sort of dodging and weaving that we've seen uh, plenty of times in the past, um, where you know people trying to kind of throw off the scent of people unhappy with their sort of strange and grotesque uh, spiritual practices. Right, it's just like legalese. It's like this, this, this term. You totally, know, you, you can use an interchangeable term. So. Yeah. Yep. And so, uh, of course, uh, in in a in sort of the broader Christian worldview, it doesn't really matter which one somebody is. They all kind of serve the same master. Um, but yeah, there you go, folks. She just, she, you know, what this reminds me of? It reminds me of the. Uh, you remember but way back, man, I was in college when that video of the, the Leave Britney Alone guy. Uh, you remember I, that video? I think I do. It was back when Britney Spears was kind of going a little nuts and everybody was... Shaving her head and everything. And, and Yeah, uh, sh- exactly. Shaving her head, going a little cuckoo. Yeah. And then this guy came out and made this now pretty famous video, just sobbing and saying, leave Britney alone. (laughs) Uh, That's kind of what this article reminds me of. Leave this incredibly rich and famous uh, artist alone. She doesn't want to be called a Satanist. Right. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Thick skin. There you go. Real thick skin lady. 
Um, <clears throat> okay, why don't you tell us about what's going on in Canada, and then we will wrap it up pretty soon. It will kill. Canadian one, which one was that? It's the one that says Canada. <laughs> BuzzFeed uh, News here. Uh, let me see if I can find it. If uh, you're on the dock, I'm highlighting it here for you. Oh, hold on. Let me look at that dock. Always look at the dock. Uh, yes, I see. Oh, the the shooting. Yeah, I think I have that right here. Uh, let me see. <coughs> Gunmen, right? At least, so this is from BuzzFeed.com. Uh, it says at least 16 people were killed in a shooting rampage in Canada. Uh, the suspected gunman impersonated a Royal Canadian Mounted Police officer during a manhunt before he died, authorities said. Um, a 51-year-old Canadian man killed at least 16 people in a deadly rampage across the Canadian province of Nova Scotia on Sunday. The man led authorities on an hours-long manhunt during which he impersonated a police officer before he was apprehended and died, authorities said. The Royal, T- the, or sorry, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police first responded to what they initially described as a firearms call Saturday night at a residence in Porta Pique, I don't know if that's what it is, a community of about 100 people in Nova Scotia. Uh, When people arrived on the scene, they found several victims, both dead and injured, inside and outside of the home, but they could not locate the suspect. Uh, The chief superintendent, Chris Leather, said police were led to multiple sites in the area, including buildings that were on fire as they searched for the suspect overnight and into the morning police later identified the suspect as gabriel wartman and said he ap- appeared to have fled the area in what looked like an rcmp car and uniform so he had a car and a uniform uh they continued to search for the sus- suspect throughout the province before locating him sometime sunday morning leather said wartman has been confirmed to be dead it was Im- wasn't immediately clear how Wartman died. Leather said that the official, the officers were in, involved in terminating the threat and at one point a shootout occurred. Police still have not been able to process all of the crime scenes Leather said Sunday evening, adding that the shooting locations were scattered throughout the province and that there were victims at several. Um, an RCMP spokesperson confirmed Confirmed to AP late on Sunday that 16 people, not including Wartman, had been killed in the rampage. A police officer, Constable Heidi Stevenson, is among the dead. Leather said it was too early in the investigation to determine a motive for the rampage, but he said that the circumstances suggested that there was some planning involved and that Wartman acted alone. Quote, the fact that this individual had a uniform and a police car at his disposal certainly speaks to it not being a random act Leather said during a press conference officials did not provide information on any possible relationships between the victims and the shooter however Leather said some of the victims appeared not to have a relationship with the assailant before sunday canada's deadliest mass shooting had been in 1989 when gunman mark Lapine mar- murdered 14 women and then killed himself at the Ecole uh, Polytechnic College in Montreal, Quebec. 
Here we go. So yeah, we wanted to uh, throw this in here. First of all, um, you know, we got a lot of Canadian listeners. So uh, man, this is just too bad that this uh, went on. We got enough stuff to worry about. Uh, it, there apparently is too early to know why this guy did it and what the whole thing was. It was kind of crazy to hear that there was multiple uh, scenes and some buildings on fire. I mean, he really went on a full you know, the destruction rampage there. It's kind of crazy. Um, so there you go. We're, we're our Canadian listeners. We are thinking about you. We hope everybody's okay. And uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of weird. It's, it's, it's a weird feeling as an American to hear about uh, a shooting in another country, unfortunately. Right. Um, I wonder if this was connected to COVID at all. I mean, I wonder if, well, I wonder what the, what the situation in Canada is. I mean, it's such a big place and a relatively small population. I wonder if they're under the same sort of lockdown situation uh, that we are down here. You well, might have just gone I bonkers. I also wonder if the deaths will be included in the coronavirus death oh yeah unfortunately 16 people uh, killed in a, a crazy person's rampage all died of coronavirus if uh, you know if they if they take the trend from down here so all right i think we're coming just about to the end one last thing um Last week, you know, it's interesting seeing other news come out that isn't COVID related. It kind of makes me wonder what else we've been missing because of all the COVID news. Uh, apparently, uh, so it was a few months ago, last end of last year, uh, the sort of naval crisis over in Iran. Um, some Iranian ships pestering oil tankers and things like that. As a response, uh, President Trump sent over some some battleships and some uh, aircraft carriers uh, over there off the coast of Iran to protect oil interests of the U.S. And apparently Iran had had enough of it because last week um, they sent some gunships buzzing around some of our battleships, uh, harassing and trying to intimidate uh, U.S. Navy uh, uh, ships. And uh, last week, or no, just today, actually, I believe, or yesterday, um, Trump uh, went ahead and just told the Navy, hey, if those Iranian uh, gunships uh, pester you anymore, go ahead and blow them up. Um, and there's a lot of back and forth about this. You know, of course, the anti-Trump um, elements in our country are saying he's irrational and crazy for giving the Navy uh, the authority to protect themselves, uh, we will end up seeing how that pans out. So any of our Navy listeners out there who have any info to give us, uh, go ahead and give us an email. And uh, we're coming just about to the end of the show. Again, we apologize to everybody about the, the live stream thing. You know, it's just getting more and more difficult uh, with everybody on the internet, slowing down all the connections and had some other tech problems today. Um, but Gons will be back soon. But until then, Sam, thank you so much for, uh, for stepping in, buddy. Absolutely. Anytime, man. Yeah, you bet. And everybody make sure to check out slave2servant.com. That's slave, T-W-O, servant.com. And you can find us, Slave to Servant, all over Facebook and Instagram. And uh, I believe you got some stuff up on YouTube, yeah? Yeah, I just actually went and made this uh, hilarious kind of like video about uh, 
with everybody like wearing masks at grocery stores and stuff and uh-huh. my in a mask for this a song called the red tape so feel free to check that music video out on there you go. youtube so right on check it out everybody and thanks so much for listening now here's the thing folks y'all got friends y'all got family who are still out there getting their news from the mainstream and their facebook feed here's what you got to do you got to walk right up to them and grab them by the cage and shake it the end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted i want to shake things up stir up some controversy rattle a few cages don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never. Rattle a few cages. Rattle a few cages. The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. Just ask Noah. That's right, everybody. Hey, if you're out there and you are looking for a way to help out the show, do a couple of things. First of all, go ahead and tell a friend. Got a report from uh, somebody uh, just recently that uh, they were sharing the show with uh, a co-worker and the co-worker finally checked it out and ended up loving it. So uh, thank you to those who are telling your friends and thank you to those who are listening to your friends and listening to the show. We hope that we uh, help to uh, calm the nerves and keep abreast of all the things going on in the world as it pertains to to uh, some some of the more important aspects of what's coming up in the future. And here's the thing, folks. We are not able to do this show unless uh, the generosity of our listeners continues. And it's only because of the support of our listeners that we do keep go- or that we are able to keep going. If you want to help the show out financially, you can go to patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk. That's patreon.com slash ccnt. You can sign up uh, to support the show on a monthly basis. There's all sorts of fun rewards there. There's bonus episodes. There's merchandise. Go check it out. It's a fun place a fun way to uh, support the show but you know if a monthly donation is not your thing if you're you know if you're afraid of commitment i get it man it's okay it's a strange world you can go to canarycryradio.com slash support that's canarycryradio.com slash support and actually there's uh sam you recorded our jingle for canarycryradio.com slash support I sure did. So you're the man. Maybe one of these days we'll get we'll we gotta put that jingle back in rotation. But yep. that's hey. that's Can I just say something? <laughs> yeah. I just wanna give you a thank you because you put me up on Mike Davis a few years ago when I was going through a lot of problems in my life and I really thank you for that. Oh yeah. Well yeah, I appreciate that, buddy. And yes, Mike Davis. Everybody go check that guy out. I did some episodes with him on the Joy Spiracy Theory. Make sure to check out thejoyspiracytheory.com. Search it on your podcast player. It's a good place to go feel good during these times. Um, let me see if there's any other plugs. I gotta make sure to get in there. I think that's gonna be it. Um, make sure to head to twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. We're trying to get our numbers up over there on Twitch. It's got a lot of great tools for Gonz and I to support ourselves during this time. Uh, We're kind of in the same boat as everybody else. Um, So if you listen to this show, if you like watching it live, go over to twitch.tv slash canarycryradio and follow us. We're trying to hit, we're trying to get that follower number up, baby. Um, And if you've already done that, you're the best and we love you. 
All right. I think that's it. Any last words, Sam? Nah, man. I'm good. Okie dokie. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Make sure to tune in next time. But until you do, think outside the cage. Slash support.